Subscribe to The Open's official YouTube channel to enjoy the best video content from golf's original championship, including official films dating back to 1970, full final rounds from past Opens, a range of compilations showcasing memorable moments, highlights from the 150th Open, and much more. Subscribe today to ensure you don't miss a thing. You're listening to The Open Podcasts. and welcome to the 150th show on day three of the Open Championship with me, Marcus Buckland. A day in which a lot has happened and is still happening. We are in our customary position by the first tee. Harry Ewing is alongside me. He's been following Scotty Scheffler and Dustin Johnson. Two groups are still out on the course, which means, of course, that the grandstands around us are still packed and very noisy. Those groups consist of the pairing of overnight leader Cameron Smith and Cameron Young and just ahead of them, Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy. And it's the latter duo that's electrified the crowds up to now. They'll be coming up the 18th very shortly. Well, Harry, we are thoroughly enjoying the atmosphere. We're going to have some huge cheers in just a moment as Rory and Victor make their way towards the 18th green. Before we discuss what they've done in particular, What's been your summation of this extraordinary day three of the 150th Open? Yeah, it's been one of the most exciting day threes at an Open Championship for years. The quality of golf that's been on display all day today has been simply breathtaking. We've seen birdies, we've seen eagles, we've seen eagle after eagle with Shane Lowry, we've seen another eagle from Rory McIlroy. It's just crazy the level of golf that we've seen here today, but these two in particular have really slugged it out, haven't they? Yes, they have. We'd hope for an epic shootout. That is precisely what they have delivered. Four birdies from Hovland, three from Rory through the front nine meant the Norwegian made the turn, one shot up on his partner at 14 under. Then came the big moment. He's just about ready to go, takes his swing, swooshes it out, it comes out high, it looks like it needs a soft bounce. Oh, it's an awesome shot from Rory! Will it do it? Oh! Rory McIlroy! Can you believe the scenes? People are jumping up and down. It's an unbelievable bunker shot. Rory fist bumps to the crowd. Oh, I cannot believe what we've just seen, Manny. What a shot! Rory McIlroy just leapfrogs everybody. Minus five for the day, minus 15 for the tournament. We've got a new leader at the Open Championship, ladies and gents. Brilliant commentary from Matthew Southgate. A huge move from Rory McIlroy. However, Hovland replied with a birdie to tie things up. Stalemate through the next three holes. Then McIlroy birdied the 14th to take the lead. That's how it stayed until the 17th, which McIlroy bogeyed. Hovland saved par, so both coming up the 18th at 15 under. And with your commentator's hat on, Harry, Bring us live. Rory McIlroy from the left-hand side of the Valley of Sin, putting straight up the green here, is tracking towards the hole. It looks good. It's very good. Rory McIlroy has it up to about a foot and a half left of the hole here, and he gets an unbelievable welcome up onto the green here. That should be good enough for a tap-in birdie. You would certainly hope so. And, of course, he loves the attention. He loves to be... The darling of the crowd, and if he can put that in, we're going to have another massive cheer. But Victor Hovland, Harry, has more than played his part in this battle. 
He sure has, yeah. Victor has not shirked his responsibilities today. It's been blow by blow pretty much for the whole day, and Victor's hauled pot after pot, and he has an opportunity here on the middle of the 18th green here. He's about, what, 35 feet past the, past the pin position here, and this is a, a really good opportunity. Yes, it's slightly downhill towards the end, coming from left to right, but the way he has putted today, who would put it past him? He'll fancy his chances here, and he knows the importance of potentially trying to sneak ahead of Rory McIlroy going into tomorrow. So all eyes craned on this supremely talented young man. He's over the ball now. Pulls the putter back. The ball is on its way, tracking right across the top of the turf, coming left to right now. Is it going to reach? No, it's a little bit short. A little bit short. Good putt from Victor Hovland. Just outside the marker of Rory McIlroy, it looks like he'll have three feet left here for his birdie on 18. And we've still got the whole of Sunday to come, of course. It really has been sensational. Getting a little darker overhead, chilly now. It was warm, hot even for much of the morning and the early part of the afternoon. But as the temperatures have dipped, so the action has heated up. And here we now have Hovland again, just going through his practice putting before he makes what he hopes will be his last putt of the day, and it is. It is, yeah, very good. Victor Hovland, solid, brushed that one in. Fantastic round of golf from Hovland, never really put a foot wrong at all, and what a nice way to close it out here on the 18th. You know, grown up in in Norway and always watched the, the, the Open Championship um, for way longer than I ever did, you know, for example, the Masters. So, um, yeah, for to win a major that's closest to home, that'd be that'd be really cool. What a generous cheer for him, but stand by for what's coming next. Yeah, we're gonna listen to the roars for roars. Rory McIlroy, birdie here on 18 to finish off what is a super round of 66 for McIlroy. Started the day on 10 under par, finishes on 16 under par, and what better position to be going into round four of the Open Championship. And he heads towards us we are right by the starters position on the first tee everybody was hoping he could do the business again he started so well on Thursday he backed it up yesterday there have been concerns of course over the past few years can Rory string together four consistently good rounds in a row at a major well he's now three quarters of the way there you know when you're a couple off the league going into the the third day of the Open and you go out and shoot a six under, um, you're always going to be pleased with that. I mean, the support that I've gotten this week has been absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, I appreciate it and I feel it out there, but at the same time, I'm trying my hardest just to stay in my own little world because, you know, that's the, the best way for me to, to get the best out of myself. So um, I try to acknowledge as much as I can, but, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to stay in my process, stay in my... Um, stand my own little bubble and you know I just have to do that for one more day. I'm not going to take anything for granted. I'm not don't feel like I can fall back in any sort of experience. Yes, I've been here before and I've done it. But nothing's given to you and, and I have to go out there and, and earn it just like I've I've earned everything else in my career. And as Rory marches towards the marker's tent, the man who brilliantly described that chip in for Eagle at the 10th, Matthew Southgate has 
joined us. How much fun have you had today, Matty? Oh, I'm absolutely exhausted, Marcus. I can't believe the show that those two have just put on for us there. We knew that this 150th Open at the home of golf at St Andrews was going to throw in a really lovely story plot for us. And could you, you couldn't make this one up, could you? You really couldn't. I mean, it was blow for blow. Clearly, the, uh, the highlight for you was that eagle from McElroy at the tent. That was pure magic, wasn't it? I, I literally felt like the luckiest man in the world. You know, I know that some of the greatest sports broadcasters ever to pick up a microphone have waited for moments like that. And to just turn up this week and, and some of the stuff that I've had to comment, the pleasure to commentate on is just, you know, it's, it's life changing. These are moments that I'll never forget. You know, I've achieved a lot as a player, but it's, it's been an absolute joy to be out there with both of those guys. And a, a little twist and turn at the end, McElroy dropping a shot at 17, but then getting it back at 18. Yes, but you know, 17, when we call it a drop shot, you sort of have to forget the, the par. You know, par is just a number at the end of the day. Par gives all the spectators a, an opportunity to follow how the players are getting on. It's, a, it's still the total score at the end uh, at the end of the day and the end of the rounds that, that counts the most. And we all, we all, you know, had our comments through the day on how tough the road hole was playing. We saw some absolute disasters there. Five is, is more than respectable. You know, it's not a normal bogey. No. Did you get a chance to, just to give him a a little message at the end there? Yeah, Rory just, uh, he had a few hands to shake there, but there was, you know, there's a lot of respect between the two of us. We've gone toe to toe a couple of times over our careers. We've had a lovely time playing together when we have done. And, you know, it's just, it's just one sportsman giving a bit of respect to another, no, no more, there's no, you know, no more than that. Just wanted to say good job to Rory and he, he acknowledged that, which was, re you know, really kind of him. And of course, we stay strictly neutral on the Open Radio Championship, but from what you've seen of Rory today and of, Victor Hovland, do you think that Rory's going to end this long wait for his fifth major title? I certainly think he can. Um, but the but goal... Willie. But Willie, come on. You got, it's time to put your neck on the block here, yes. Matthew. Come on. I'd, I'd like to say that after seeing the magic of Shane Lowry win there in Port Rush, the, the Open has got a special way of sort of selecting its own winner, and, and, and it would be, it would almost be part of the plot and destiny for Rory McIlroy, arguably one of the best ever British golfers, to, to, to live the claret jug tomorrow night for Rory. I mean, it would just be a fairy tale story for us all. I think, you know, you, you're saying that you have to say, you know, stay on the fence with the broadcasting, but, but I think, I think there's a little, there's a, there's a little glint in all of our eye when Rory's <laughs> playing, is there not? Has he given us an answer there? No, no, do you want to ask me the same question? I'll give you an answer. Go on, Harry. <laughs> what do you reckon? No, I tell you, it was, look, it, you say about the pleasure of being out there. Myself and Carl were on the 11th, the par 3, right up at the green when that moment happened, back on the 10th. And to see the people rise and jump out of their seats on the left-hand side of the tent green when that ball disappeared for Eagle it was simply amazing I thought that grandstand was actually going to take flight you know yeah I was going to say it's a credit to the guys that put that grandstand together and the health and safety <laughs> officer that came around to check it they've done a fantastic job because if there was one loose nut or bolt the whole lot would have come down well listen the action isn't quite over yet because Cameron Smith has just marched up towards the front of the 18th green the last group, the battle of the two Camerons, Smith and Young, both players struggling for long periods to really get going. A hugely disappointing start for Smith today because he bogeyed the first. It took him until just before the turn for the Australian to find a birdie and he got himself into an almighty tangle, Harry, on the 13th, a double bogey. He, he had a very awkward stance. After the tee shot, he was in the bunker. He, I think, somewhat chanced his arm. He got himself into even more 
trouble and Cameron Young as well not quite able to rediscover the form that made him our overnight leader after the first round on Thursday. Yeah, no, very true. And there's some key moments here right now as they stand here playing their approach shots into 18. They're four shots behind these leaders. So it's hugely important that these guys can maybe try and get it up and down here and get within three because every shot counts and you don't want to give this pair out in front too much room. But Cameron Smith getting ready to play his second shot here into the 18 and spins it skips it up on top it's a good shot he has it into about eight feet just short of the hole here for a closing birdie as you mentioned one over par through 17 holes today minus 12 and currently four behind now i know you've done a lot of commentating today matthew but your job's not done yet tell us what Cameron Young's got to come up with here. Well, Cameron Young has finished left of the Valley of Sin. He's, he's at the very front of the, the sort of members area of the first tee. He's not, not all the way back level with the championship tee. And he's he's going to have to chip this one. And one thing that is in his favour favor here, Marcus, is that he's playing a little bit back into the wind, which will help him get a bit of spin on this because he needs to really throw this over the whole Valley of Sin. Don't mess around. Don't give it any chance of rolling back down there. He just needs a good, firm strike and just let it take one bounce. Here he goes. Oh, he's caught it very thin. Very, very thin, all the way up the bank of the other side. He's nearly thinned it out of bounds there. One of yours, isn't it, Marcus? Well, I, I yes, quite frankly, that was one of mine. <laughs> Thank goodness, from his uh, perspective, it, it didn't go a little further because that was precariously close to going out of bounds. And it's, it's starting to unravel a little bit for the American Cameron and clearly not quite been the day that the Australian Cam wanted either, but if he can get a birdie here and be three back going into the final round, he'll still fancy his chances, Harry, won't he? Yeah. Bearing in mind what a fantastic putter he is when he gets the putter going, which hasn't happened today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of course he will, and he has this opportunity upcoming. He'll, he'll relish that, and before that we have Cameron Young. That was a surprising second shot here on 18. You knew by the sound of the strike it was a little bit low on the grooves a little bit skinny as we call it but he might be able to redeem himself from the right hand side this is going to be very quick matthew down from here isn't it yes it only have to just nudge this through the the fringe area i mean we call it a fringe but there's no such thing really at st andrews the fringe just the fairway runs into the greens and the, and the whole the whole property is as you know as pure as it gets so i'd imagine he'll just try and bump this one forwards with the putter he's out with the putter He's just going to have to just, like you say, Harry, just nudge this one onto the green and let gravity and the slope do the rest. And the marshals doing their very best to keep everybody quiet here because that road to the left of the 18th fairway is absolutely packed. And if you look up, there are people appearing out of every single window. The Russocks Hotel must be doing great business at the moment. Everyone grabbing a drink and watching. And here it comes. I don't think he's given it enough. Not quite getting there, but it looks still a little bit shy. He's going to have a putt from two and a half feet. It looks like from our vantage point for his par. So work to be done there. Tell you what I'm a bit surprised about, boys, especially as he's Australian. It has got quite chilly, but Cameron Smith has not put an extra layer on throughout his round. Yeah, it's quite unbelievable, really. I mean, uh, Rory McIlroy didn't hesitate to get his jumper out on the uh, weight uh, for the 12th. I remember when we were out on that small peninsula, the tee back on the 12th is very exposed, and the jumpers went on pretty much from everybody. I'm very surprised to see these two lads still wearing T-shirts. 
I've got three layers on and I'm shivering. But I'm a southern softy. Uphill here on 18 from about eight feet, slightly right to left. Has one final look towards the hole. Takes the putter back, strikes the ball. It's on its way, is it there? No, it misses on the low side. Missed opportunity here from Smith on 18. That means a par here on 18. And that's 12 under par, one over 73 for today. And puts him four shots off the lead. Yeah, it just hasn't happened for Cameron Smith today. Everything yesterday that he touched turned to gold. Lady Luck not on his side this afternoon, but who knows, it might switch back in his favour tomorrow. Now, Matthew, Cameron Young looking to end his day, doesn't want to ruin his dinner at this point, does he? Well, ruin his dinner is one thing. He might ruin his whole night's sleep if this one doesn't go in, Marcus. This, this would be enough to keep a man awake for months on end if he doesn't <laughs> knock this in. Just please, please, just let him make a good stroke, knock it in, finish what's been an unbelievable day of golf for all of us viewing. No, I don't think anybody in the world wants to see this one miss. Even, even his worst enemy would just say, I'll go on then, let him knock it in. Well, he double bogeyed the 16th, which obviously knocked him off his stride, managed to part the 17th. And now he's just about ready, Matt, for this putt on 18. Yeah, it's only a short one, just settling over, in it, over it now. Shouldn't have too much break in it, pulls the trigger. Pops it in nicely, well done, well done. Poor second shot, but you made up for it. And that completes a wonderful day, moving day, a magical day here at St Andrews. And it means at the end of it all that Victor Hovland and Rory McElroy are tied at the top, both shooting six under par 66 today to be at 16 under. That is four clear of the two Camerons, Young and Smith. Siwoo Kim is in a tie for fifth place with Scotty Scheffler. Dustin Johnson a further stroke back on 10 under. Then we've got Tommy Fleetwood who had a fantastic day today. He shot a six under par 66. Matt Fitzpatrick is still in the frame as well. He's tied for eighth position with Fleetwood. Adam Scott, the birthday boys on nine under as well. And then on eight under, we've got Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay, what a leaderboard, Matthew Southgate. Well, just you know, this is this this is just a highlight of how good this sport is. And anyone out there that's never had a game of golf or never come to the golf before, I mean, just buy a clubs, come, just have a watch. It's one of the it's one of the best games that's ever been invented, and it's it hasn't disappointed all day. Let me ask you about Dustin Johnson and Scotty Scheffler, Harry, because you followed them today. DJ had some ups and a couple of very notable downs, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he made, obviously made the turn in two under par 34, but it was really from kind of holes 13 home was where he became unstuck, and he, you could see he was getting more and more frustrated on that 13th. He, he dropped a shot there, made a bogey five, but in particular on 14, the par five, he was over the back of that green in two, and in a pretty decent spot, had a reasonably straightforward chip, and then he had the, the wedge out and then went back for the putter and, and didn't know what he wanted to do, and in the end putted it, but completely went off in his hand and, and amazingly putted it so strong that he went over the ridge at the front into one of those front pot bunkers so from there he had a very tricky shot managed to get it out 
um, but two putts from there. So ended up in a six, unbelievably a six. So followed up his bogey on 13, dropped more shots then on the way in on 16 as well. Managed to get his birdie three on the last to tidy it up. So a one under par 71, but a frustrating back nine considering he went out in two under par. Um, DJ would have been hoping for a lot more than that. So he is six back. Scotty Scheffler is one shot better off than him. How would you sum up his round today? This guy is amazing. He has a way of sneaking around the golf course, kind of under the radar. You think he's not playing fantastic golf, and yet, again, he shot 69 after opening with two 68s, minus 11, still very much there. Yes, five shots is a, a fairly big deficit, I suppose, when you have two guys that are, are five shots ahead of you. But look, he's world number one for a reason. He's still very much in the equation and in the conversation for tomorrow but again dropped two shots coming in dropped one on 12 and dropped one on 17 that will be a, a little bit of a disappointment but still 69 three under par today minus 11 he will still go out with a very attack minded approach tomorrow he'll fancy his chances of trying to reel in these leaders Matthew would you say that both DJ and Scheffler are still very much in contention five and six back respectively no I wouldn't I'd say we're down to a two horse race after watching Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy I don't think there's any chance that one of them doesn't put in a decent enough performance to, to keep the others at bay four shots is too far behind in my opinion I just think one of those boys is definitely going to shoot in the 60s tomorrow Sunday pins Round St Andrews is so baked up. It's not a golf course to, to come charging from behind and, and catch the leaders. I would say you could almost bet your bottom dollar that, that either Victor Hovland or Rory McIlroy end up lifting this claret jug for sure. OK, well, that is interesting. Those are the main headlines today. Lots still to unpack on what has been a miraculous moving day. The moments, the memories, the chance to be there. Apply now for tickets for the 151st Open, Royal Liverpool 2023. Head over to theopen.com. Ticket ballot closes on Wednesday the 20th of July. Right, we've had a look at the top of the leaderboard. Let's just cast our eye a little further down. Matt's been absolutely adamant that, as far as he's concerned, it is down to the last two. But credit to Tommy Fleetwood, boys, who started the day at three under par. He shot a 66, including birdies on the first and the last. So he's nine under for the championship. We're warming our Tommy song up, Harry. Even if he doesn't feature too much come late tomorrow afternoon, he's reminded us all of what a fantastic golfer he is, hasn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's been coming back to form more recently. And, and this round today and this week is only confirming that. I suppose a slow start to his tournament with a level par 72 on day one. But since then, it's been really good golf. 69 in round two to ensure a safe passage to the weekend. And then out early this morning and really ripped it up. He'd seven birdies and one bogey in a 66. And suddenly you can see what that does on a moving day. He gets himself up into the top 10. Yes, nine under par current is seven shots behind these leaders. It's unlikely you'd imagine that he's going to get in the mix tomorrow, but there's a lot more to play for here. You finish top five in a major like this, it means it means so much. And, and that's where Tommy kind of has looking to get back to over the last couple of months. And Matthew, a mention for Shane Lowry, who finished at seven under par. Back-to-back -back eagles from off the green on nine and ten had everybody going absolutely crazy. He's the first player to manage that at the Open since Phil Mickelson at Royal Lytham in 2001. Three bogeys on the back nine, alas, 
halted his march further up the leaderboard, but a further reminder of just how much he enjoys this type of golf. Yeah, of course, you know, I, I think it's uh, as looking at this leaderboard, I've not had a chance to look at the leaderboard all day, obviously I've been on the golf course, but it's a typical case of the cream rising to the top, Marcus, and this is why we play 72 whole tournaments um, in tournament play. We, 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 don't, we don't just play one round, we don't play two rounds, and the reason why we play four rounds is that it takes the field that long to separate and sort themselves out and come in some sort of ranking order that 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 you know does the way that they've played just and and you can see by the leaderboard it is just a case of the cream rising to the top and of course we've been fixating on the action in the latter part of the day but harry i think we should have a nod in the direction of kevin kistner who got things going right from the word go he was out in the second pairing at 8:45, and at one stage we were wondering whether he might possibly post a course record in the end, he shot a 65, so he flew up, having only just made the cut last night. And actually, that was the indication right there and then that just about anything was possible here today. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that he just made the cut. He had the birdie 16 and 18 last night to make the cut and was out in that second group this morning, all those many hours ago now in that second pairing. And both of those guys, himself and Trey Mullinax, they really sparked off each other. And Kisner, unbelievable around the golf today. Yeah, he went out in 36 birdies reaching the turn. Birdied his seventh as well to get to seven under for the round and seven under for the tournament through 10 holes. Couple of stumbles on the way home. Two bogeys mixed with two birdies in his last five or six holes. But seven under par 65 was a brilliant move. And again, coming from the cut line, now sits in a position of a, in a tie for 13th heading into the tomorrow so possibly another low one in Kevin Kisner tomorrow yeah anything is uh, possible he showed that as I said in that second group now we must also have a quick word about the silver medal that's the battle for the amateurs of course Barkley Brown started the day in control he was six under par but alas he faltered badly four consecutive bogeys five in total that's left him at one under for the championship the Italian Filippo Celli is now in pole position he shot a steady 71 to be at four under Aaron Jarvis is at level par alas Sam Bairstow didn't have a good day he has gone to seven over so effectively three of them still in it, that could go right to the wire, couldn't it? Yes, absolutely. Different story from the claret jug to the silver medal. These guys are, are very young, very inexperienced, and this is a huge stage for them to play on. So that's what it what makes it so great to, to watch. You know, it's a, it's a huge part of the Open, the silver medal. They don't just throw it on for fun. It really is something that that uh, a lot of golf fans all around the world love to follow. There's a huge interest in that. So that side of things is still wide open. And what an honour it is for one of those young amateurs to be striding out onto this 18th green as the sun goes down tomorrow evening alongside whoever ends up being the champion golfer of the year. Alongside Rory McIlroy. Well, OK, <laughs> let's, let's clarify our predictions then. Harry, you are adamant that Rory is going to become Open champion tomorrow. How do you see it panning out? Give us a precise idea of what's going to happen. If you listen back, I did call the 66 today. I did suggest that the winning, not the winning total, but the leading total tonight would be 16 under. So that's two out of two so far. So I'm going to keep going while I'm in, in a rich vein of form I think McElroy will close this out tomorrow I think he's probably going to need minimum 68 but I think 68 probably could get it done 20 under par yeah I think he's look there's no reason to step off him at this stage I think his form coming in here has been brilliant he's the world rankings you mentioned earlier in commentary Matthew world rankings to a certain extent don't matter I think he's the 
the hottest golfer on form over the most recent weeks coming in here. So, yeah, I think he's playing flawless golf. Look, what we've seen today has only backed up what he did over the first two rounds and in coming in here on 10 under today and now has it to 16 under. So, yeah, it's going to be a shootout, there's no doubt, but I just fancy Rory McIlroy to have too much for Victor Hovland tomorrow. So you say it's going to be a shootout. You're in agreement with Matthew that even the two Camerons, never mind anybody below them, are already out of the picture? Yeah, I think I think Matt's right. Like four shots, you know, when there's two guys in front of you, that that makes it twice as hard. So, and these guys are good. You know, they both shot 66 today. They're obviously comfortable playing with each other, and and they just tore strips off each other today. And yet, no one no one went hiding. You know, so I, I see more of the same tomorrow. And I think yeah, that four shot deficit is just too much to pull back. And Matthew, I'm not expecting you to change your mind, but let me just paint the argument for the opposition. Rory McIlroy's been waiting a very long time to win another major. He's going to feel that weight of expectation. Victor Hovland's a very young man who doesn't quite know, I don't suppose, what to expect. So surely there's a chance that they could both just stumble a little bit and one of those guys behind them comes through and plays an absolute blinder. Yeah, look, there's a, there, there's a very, very, very outside chance. Uh, Harry's obviously given you a very in-depth analysis of what he thinks is going to happen, so I'm going to try and match him on that. I reckon that Rory McIlroy gets it to 20 under par, standing on the 18th, absolutely rips one into the middle of the green. He two putts that. Everybody starts laughing because he's missed the first putt and he, breaks, he beats Henrik Stenson's scoring record at the same time, 21 under. Fantastic. Well, those are the predictions and we shall find out sooner rather than later what's going to happen. They're sweeping up the leaves, which I think is our cue to go and have a warm drink. Matthew Southgate, thank you very much indeed. Harry Ewing, thank you very much indeed. A reminder, the final leaderboard after Saturday can be found at theopen.com and the official Open app. The three of us will be part of the Open Radio's coverage of the final day of this already unforgettable championship. We're on air from 9am, bringing you the flavour and the excitement once again from the old course and that final showdown for the Claret Jug. And make sure you subscribe to the Open podcast so you don't miss tomorrow's final round wrap-up. Well, we'd always hoped that we might have a finale such as this in this very special year. All our wishes have been granted. Who is going to win the 150th Open? We can't wait to find out. See you tomorrow. For now, from me, Marcus Buckland, and all the team, it's goodbye. Experience Royal Troon like never before with Origins Premium Experiences at the 152nd Open. With unrivaled on-course views of the action, fully inclusive dining and drinks and world-class service, you and your guests will leave with memories that will last a lifetime. Oh, that's just unbelievable. Origins Premium Experiences are now on sale at theopen.com forward slash hospitality. This has been an original audio production from The Open.